Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Beers and Rugby Chat. Hi, I'm Paul. Uh, and uh, you can join me if you want to in the link that's in the uh, tweet um, and uh, uh, you can uh, as I said, can come and join me and have a chat um, uh, about that one uh, on here or you can give uh, comments in the live chat we're about 60 seconds away before we can actually open our beer because obviously you don't want to be drinking before 5 p.m I know it's 5 p.m somewhere but hey um, here it isn't yet quite yet um, I'm on the old mower session pale ale with um, about 55 seconds left in the news today. Um, we will have the we've had the uh, Super Rugby Pacific format uh, confirmed. So we'll have a chat about that. Um, also, uh, we've had Steve Hansen have a chat uh, about uh, come out talking about the um, uh, well, the headline was rugby's outdated laws um, on this one. Um, and uh, he's th- and wants to make changes to that. Uh, joining me with um, 15 seconds before we can open his beer is Stephen Harris. How are you doing, sir? Very good. Thank you. I just lined myself up, Paul. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, not eight seconds until I can open my beer. Um, <laughs> I must five, four, three, two, one. There we go. And that's the, uh, the beer open. And uh, Stephen Harris on his coffee or, or afternoon tea. Um, not sure which. So, how's your how's your day been in lockdown, sir? Uh, bit of a work day today, Paul. Usually, my busiest day is is a Monday day. Is a a, a Monday day. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm I'm here. I made the show. That was the most important thing. Cool. You can you have made it in, and you've managed to knock off on time, which is fantastic to see. One of the problems with working from home, folks, is you can overrun uh, and uh, work late. So, don't forget, you do need to knock off your own mental health and uh, looking after yourself i'm uh, looking like a packed house today as uh, john is uh, also joining us how are you doing sir good afternoon gentlemen in his uh, in his van um there we can see wow on the road uh, here's john a warning you- if you want to draw money you better take a card don't try and do it with payway there we go don't pay <laughs> don't try you can- your atms don't work with payway folks there we go. No, 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 no. This is in the supermarket. 
and I didn't oh, want okay. to say it. In out, in out, check it all about. Back forth. Uh, anyway, enough. There you go. There's your there's your pro tip there from John today of living your life in the 21st century. Uh, first right. world problems um, for him. Um, the uh, and the, I've been out to a couple of supermarkets today as a, as a uh, as an essential worker as well, um, getting around there. So good to see people with their masks on, folks, and scanning. Let's keep that up. Um, so if we can get out this lockdown as quickly as possible. So, um, oh this wow, is my it's, best. Uh, this is my best turning into, turning into a a, a full. A full house with uh, Con joining as well. How are you doing, sir? Hey, guys. How's it going? Just working away and not knocking off as you ask, Paul. Deary me. Oh, what? Still I'm asking. I'm not bad. Deary me. Hey, Deary me. How's it going? The, um, so, kicking off then, folks, I guess the first piece of news is the uh, Super Rugby Pacifica, or sorry, Super Rugby Pacific um, has been announced uh, running from the 18th of February through to the 18th of June, so four months' worth of rugby. Uh, 12 teams, uh, round robin of 11 games, plus three more, uh, and then eight teams go into a quarterfinals, semifinals, final. Um, and uh, already uh, people are talking about how messy this is with the, those extra three games. Um, Colin, is this people just moaning for the sake of it and just wanting something to moan about, or do you think there is real problems with, with that kind of uh, format? I don't think there's any problem with the three games. Um, I, I kind of think, um, you know, my take on it, I think it's probably where it was going to go. I think it's, uh, I could see the down, I think everybody loses here in a, in, in a little way, but then that's, that's a good compromise, isn't it? So New Zealand rugby doesn't want five Australian teams because they're too weak. We don't get that. New Zealand doesn't get that. Australian rugby doesn't want to face off against New Zealand rugby in February. They have to do that. Um, and if 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 they were Australian rugby wanted to play each other for five rounds, or or probably more rounds, which probably is a good thing for them. And I personally prefer Super Rugby, uh, Super Rugby Atara as a as a starter. But obviously, New Zealand rugby's determined that the Super Rugby Atara dovetailing into Super Rugby Trans Tasman was probably a ratings failure. I'd assume so. Mm -hmm. So every, everyone's losing a little bit, and that's probably a good compromise. I I don't really see how you could have made it significantly better. Um, the extra three games, why is that a problem? I mean, that's not uncommon. To you can't have an extra ten games or, or nine games, so it's kind yeah, of it's, a it's not yeah. a, it's not a problem for NRL, for example. Uh, it seems to yeah, seems to go just works fine there. No one people don't seem to moan about it. I think they've had it for a while now. A lot of people saying it's an uneven, it makes it unbalanced. So, for example, if you are the Highlanders and your three extra games are against the Blues, Hurricanes and um, Crusaders, uh, it's a lot easier than if you'd got Moana Pacifica, uh, Fiji, Drua and the, uh, the, or the Waratahs on this year's form, for example. So there's yeah. people are saying it's that. And I, and I think you will find, a, they've said with an, with a, an emphasis on derbies, so you are going to find that at least two of them will be derby games. I think, which is I think that's what we wanted. I would have preferred if they had um, done what Australian rugby wanted, which was that the three or or probably four games would have suited better were against the teams in Australia because they want more more games against local. I actually think New Zealand fans want that too. Like we want, I want an, an extra game against the Blues 
you know, home and away, a home and away game against the Blues and home and away against the Highlanders is what we all want, I think. Um, but I think obviously New Zealand rugby is more concerned about the um, the loss of, uh, well, it being fear, it being so even. So they want it to be really even. So I think three random games is more a bit unusual uh, from the numbers point of view. But I don't know about the other. They, they said, did they say something? I remember reading about a couple of days ago that they were going to. Um, have it so it's some sort of rank, sort of. So the three games weren't going to be lopsided. There was some sort of. That's that. That, that was one of the rumours. Um, the yeah. press release says that uh, they will, they will um, preferentially do derby games. Stephen, your thoughts on this? Uh, the structure. Yeah. Um, good afternoon, everybody, and good afternoon, Con. Nice to have you on board, NZ Sport Radio. Um, yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm for me. I'm quite excited about this competition for for a couple of reasons because it's on the. It's on our time zone. Um, I know yeah, John's on the show today, and uh, of course, South Africa were a big part of uh, Super Super Rugby over the years. But I, I, I did feel for a while that it, it was getting unsustainable in, in, in terms of the amount of travel time for those particular South African teams. So that's the first point uh, that I want to make. My second point, to make this competition um, competitive, I'd love to see some sort of draft or all-line system. So, for example, if... if whether it's an Australian team or indeed the Drua or Moana Pacifica, have injuries that they can draft in an underutilised player. Say, for example, like a Lincoln McClutchy or a, or somebody like Tony Lambord who didn't pick up a, a contract last year. And at least have that sort of quality that can go into uh, to make up numbers in, in, in Super Rugby. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure we are going to get the odd lops, lopsided game here and there, but I, I also recall maybe the Sunwolves, um, you know, taking some almighty beatings as, as well. But I think just with a little bit of support, there's no reason why they can't get a lot stronger. Yeah, good cool. And uh, John's back with us um, there. So, John, your thoughts on the uh, on the Super Rugby? Or are you going to? Or, or, or it looks like you're driving. So perhaps we'll uh, we'll drop you off and, and, and grab you tomorrow. It's okay. I, I just have one thought that struck me. And a quick look at what uh, you sent us, Paul, and that is, again, they're trying to tell us how much we want more derby games. And again, 10 years later, absolutely no discussion about the fact that uh, derby games save significantly when it comes to money. So the overhead costs are significant when uh, savings-wise when it comes to adding derby games instead of inter-country games. No, that's a yeah, good point. And, um, but I think we also actually prefer, I think a lot of people want to play derby games. Or, or, but then again, I mean, key matchups against like the, uh, um, I mean, the, the Brumbies uh, have always been a good team to play against in Australia. So I think some of those games, some of those rivalries, or Blues versus Reds, the Battle of the Colours, um, some of the bit silly rivalries, but some, some of those rivalries are good as well to put in. Um, no doubt what we're I think, talking about. I think, by the way, just as a, as a thought, I think one of the reasons why numbers have gone down at the stadium is too many games against the same opposition, against the same opponents, especially one-on-one. -on -one. So what's happened is that we've seen uh, uh, so many games of Auckland versus the Crusaders compared to what we used to get, that basically people have just had enough. When you see it across different competitions, I think you're right. Um, but I think also, 
there is also that um uh the the blues crusaders is always a, is of anyone anyone against crusaders is always a good draw because they're the big bad boys aren't they let's be honest i, I would have actually well, thought... I'm... go ahead sure, sorry. Oh, sorry i was gonna say i would actually thought that um that the blues crusaders is probably the most likely of any game in the entire competition, trans Tasman and local, to get a good crowd. Because I, I think the concern with New Zealand rugby is probably looking at, and Paul, I assume you'd know this, um, the crowd numbers for Super Road trans Tasman were probably not, didn't set the world on fire. No, they didn't. That, 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 that definitely didn't work because everyone knew who was going to win. Those weren't competitive games. Especially after the, the first week, right? That was the hard part. And I guess New Zealand rugby has looked at that and gone because uh, i think the personally i quite liked the format last year even though it kind of it ended up being lame so i was actually really excited to see because I, I was actually one of the i don't know if any of you guys are watching it but i don't think too many new zealand fans were tuning into super rugby au and i was you know more than the average person tuning in and it built up a little bit of expectation how good are these guys and it was a bit disappointing that the, the answer to that was disappointing and i actually quite liked that format because there was a period i listened to a few australian rugby podcasts and i was actually going shit maybe the reds like my brothers were saying my brother's a real sort of rah-rah crusader rah-rah all black and he was like they're gonna get fucking nailed and i'm like nah mate nah, they're gonna be they're gonna be decent you just wait i've watched the reds and it was he was right i was wrong and so i think I liked that format, but obviously, if it happened again and again, it, it means that the competition peaks in March and then dips in June, which obviously can't happen. So, uh, well, they've so kind I, of taken, I have a hybrid, yeah. a hybrid um, format which has uh, two conferences: an Australian conference and a New Zealand conference. You play everyone in your own conference once. Yep. Then you play. So that's five games. You play everyone in the other conference once. So that gets you up to that's another six games, so 11 games. And then you play all the return games in your own conference once. So you end up playing 16 games in the regular season. And then, and you, then, four, have a, four you then have a conference final with the top two in each conference. And then the winner of those two finals meet in a kind of Super Bowl um, right. final at the end. So that way you get your own, your, your, your derby games, but you also get to taste the opposition and you, also, and you get a, a, a New Zealand-Australia final so, so everyone's still interested at that, at that stage. Absolutely. I, I personally, 100%, 100%. I, I just don't know why they didn't. Uh, and, and I think, obviously, Australian rugby were pushing for those three games to be, uh, you know, country only, which I still think would have been a good idea. And, and then I suspect they would have further pushed for them to come at the beginning of the year. <laughs> so they were probably <laughs> trying to get around the fact that they – that Super Rugby AU was massively successful in Australia for building up fans sort of, um, you know, that that was a, probably even more of a success last year than Super Rugby Aotearoa was because they actually had some pretty big crowds at the end of the comp. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one. I, I don't know why they've gone with this. Uh, well, no, I think we know why. I just don't know why New Zealand Rugby is so firm in making sure it's fair because I think they're going to do pretty well either way. Paul, I was going to say, um, one of the things I enjoyed about watching Super Rugby AU was just um, the Western Force last year. Just with a couple Absolutely. of <clears throat> statesmen or older marquee players and Richard Kahui and Jeremy Thrush and how much those two guys actually brought to that particular game, particular team. And it was one of the reasons why I decided, you know what, I'll tune in and, and watch these guys to 
to see mm. exactly what they bring to the team. And like I said with my previous comment before, I actually think if players, if you are allowed to have that, that, that movement, you know, around, I think if you've got some New Zealanders playing and some Australian sides, you've got to check in and see how those guys are doing. I checked in, I watched the Waratahs, even though they got some almighty hidings last year because I just wanted to check on how Jack was Jack Wetton was doing and because I, I know um, Sam Kidd through my Northland contacts, just to see how these guys were, were, were measuring up. And I think it just creates a little bit of interest of some players, of, if you've got some players to watch. You know, there might even be some South African players who decide, you know what, I'll go and play a little bit of, go and play a bit of super, super rugby Australasia or whatever they call the competition this year. And um, yeah, the only other thing I was going to ask, Paul, you mentioned that the two conference system, where do the Drua and the Moana Pacific sit in your conference system? Do they go into the New Zealand? I, I would put I would put the Drua in the Australian system and the yeah. um, and the Moana Pacific in the New Zealand system. Yeah. So you you still that yeah with six six teams in each conference. And look, it's not going to happen, but it, 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 that that's how I would have done it personally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it was bang on. I think there's... The, the only problem it does have is how do you expand into Japan later? But we'll leave that that, that, that that's a discussion for another day. <laughs> you, you're also conference format probably allows us to deal with what's likely to happen with sort of COVID lockdowns. You know, like there is there's a very strong chance of them having a. I don't know, maybe next year it's a bit different. I guess that's probably what they're looking at. But you can imagine if what happened um, soon, I'm not talking about what's going on with us right now, but as in a, a, a travel travel problems is they can con continue to play. Whereas with the, the whole thing, the way it is, we're going to be, it's probably going to shut down the tournament for a period, which would be no, absolutely. And on that note, please, everybody get, please get vaccinated uh, as Done. soon as possible. So it will help um, with those travel bubbles um, next year as well. Um, I've had my first vaccination, uh, and I yeah, encourage everyone else to to please get vaccinated. Um, he always had that. He always had that second horn. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm wearing the hat. You see, is to to hide the horns. Um, yeah. The um, so yes, yeah, so that's the one news. The other the other bit of news is that um, uh, Steve Hansen has come out saying that the that uh, the uh, rugby rule book needs to be uh, simplified. Um, and that's um, uh, an, an overhaul. Uh, he's saying that it's become, they just keep adding new rules. It's just got too complicated for referees. Um, he doesn't agree with um, Ian McGeek and Willie John McBride, Sir Gareth Edwards, Barry John, and John Taylor, who have asked for um, to, to ban tactical substitutions. Um, yeah. But he does think it needs to be, uh, to, to, to be the, the, particularly the, the, the breakdown um, needs to be in the rule book because currently the breakdown isn't anywhere in the rule book. Um, there's, this, there's this mythical idea of a ruck where two people bind over over the ball, which, let's be honest, never happens anymore. Um, and he says that, yeah, the whole ruck or the breakdown laws need to be revisited. He reckons that uh, a lot of the concussions are actually friendly fire. So when two players are in, are in a tackle together or two tacklers, they take each other out. Um, and uh, John, we, we kind of uh, had a had a little bit of chat about this, or a little comments in, in our face in our Facebook uh, messenger group. Um, your thoughts on 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 what uh, Steve's been saying? Look, uh, I think that there is some merit to what Ian McGeehan and Willie John McBride and the rest of them have said. There certainly has been a shift more towards the direction of the NFL style of play, 
of course, we don't have separate uh, offensive teams and defensive teams like the NFL. But the fact that you can go all out for 50 minutes and then come off and then your replacement players, and remember now we're talking about a large proportion of the team that can come off the bench, can go flat out for 30 minutes. Um, it does mean that the aerobic requirements are not the same that they, as what they used to be, and that's for sure. Um, and it has allowed it has allowed a far larger size player to be able to give everything and empty the tank for 50 minutes or 30 minutes. So certainly there is some merit to what he's saying. The sheer physics mean that those two larger players, um, when they collide. Yeah, you're going to get bigger collisions. What uh, Shag Hansen was saying was that you just get more fatigued players and fatigued players will get their heads in the wrong position uh, and are more likely to make the errors that lead to concussions from fatigue-based decisions. Mm, yes, maybe. Maybe. But we certainly seem to see less concussions back in the days when players weren't uh, substituted like they are now. The, the thing is, though, in, is that two, two things come to mind. One is the substitution rule opens rugby up for a lot more players. So the fact that you can have 23 players or 22 players, 23 players that actively play a part in the game means that you've effectively increased the number of players that feel a part of the actual match day by 50%. And that has a major effect all the way down through the different levels, right? So right the way down, schoolboy rugby, etc., you have this add-on that you increase the number of people that can feel part of the match day. And that's a major plus. The other well, side... Actually, of no, I, want, I, want, I want to talk about that, that, that specific point. Um, so Ioni um, Afeki, uh, Stephen, please help me there with that pronunciation. The ex-Togan um, rugby union player. I've no, idea, I've no idea who you're talking about, Paul. <laughs> That's why you're so prepared. You could have sent me that, but never mind. <laughs> Inoki uh, Afieki? A -F -E -A -K. Yes, yes, yes. You're correct. So, you did well. Um, he, <laughs> so he's been on to say, look, actually, having squads of 23 um, makes it more difficult for the Pacific Islands to actually put teams out. Um, uh, Gregor Paul was also on the same podcast talking about how we've had less club teams getting teams out because just finding 23 players is too hard. So if you reduce that squad down, there are, uh, there are uh, high schools that could put out teams that can't put out teams when they need to get 23 players. So actually you're shutting down the opportunities of the smaller clubs and the smaller schools to actually put rugby teams out. And that actually shrinking that squad size will give more opportunities to people uh, than the um, than the flip side. So um, the, uh, the, 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 there are swings and roundabouts too. To, to, to that uh, size of squad. What, also, what also the dollar numbers at the professional level. And what it certainly does do is it certainly the substitution rule advantages uh, teams that have really great depth and depth of impact players. And certainly it's not the only reason, but it's one of the reasons why New Zealand has been so dominant for the last 20 years in world rugby is that nobody else has had the depth and the impact of players coming off the bench that New Zealand has. There have been short windows, and we might be in one right now, where another team in world rugby can bring equally impactful players off the bench, but they've been few and far between. 
So, uh, you know, that's also another reason why the Northern Hemisphere might be pushing for that rule is that, it, you know, they're trying to level the playing field. Mm, I don't know. But what... Uh, when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jake Hansen says about addressing the law book is very valid because adding more laws doesn't simplify things. It absolutely makes things more uh, more complicated, more difficult to referee. I refereed a club game a while ago and I, I constantly was having to explain myself because it wasn't immediately apparent why I was making a decision, right? So, um, yeah, so anyway. And John, John was scared of an hour-long uh, video critique, critiquing his, uh, his, his performance afterwards. Um, the... Oh, no, my performance, my performance was better than the... Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so I would have got maybe 35 minutes, maybe. <laughs> um, Stephen, you're also in our chat and uh, and, and saw, got, got an opportunity to read the article before we came on online. What, what were your thoughts? Yeah, it's, it, it's quite interesting. Some of the some of the things we we spoke about, Paul. I think we spoke about earlier in the, in the year. You could probably go back to a, a show we had in about March where they brought in the the dropkick rule. And um, also the, uh, oh, sorry, you know, uh, goal line, goal line dropout. And uh, what's the other rule they brought in the 50, 50, 22. And I actually said to you at the time on the show, why are we bringing in more rules when we have, we can't, we haven't, we haven't addressed the ones that we've currently or concurrently got at, at the minute. And, you know, it's, there's a few things that, uh, you know, some of them are, are real obvious rules. Like if you're out of the, if you're on the ground, you're out of the game. I suspect one of the reasons why we get a lot more injuries is, in and around that clean-out, because back in the day, if you watch some of the old videos, while some of the rugby did look a bit hideous, I, you didn't always get a lot of injuries, because I think players were cleaning out collectively, and those players that were getting cleaned out were on their feet, where at the moment you're seeing individual individual clean-outs. Uh, you know, as a team that holds onto the ball, sometimes it's, it's very hard to get a hold of the ball, because guys are immediately sealing now, so there's no chance of actually uh, getting getting that getting that ball if you you know even if you've got three or four three or four numbers there but it's collectively I don't know why players don't think you know what the, even though the guy's sealing it if I bind on somebody and we blow through that ruck if and stay on our feet collectively we we can attack that ball or we can basically pick it up from the back of the ruck regardless of whether that guy is still sealing but I think that's where we're seeing a lot of these injuries in, in the 
in the contact area when players are getting isolated pretty much on, on their own and yeah just some of them are, some of the injuries are horrendous so connie your, your thoughts on the, the, the rule book is it uh, getting too complicated or should we or uh, uh, and also thoughts about substitutions without being a razzy uh, Rasmus, I no, I do, I do think there there are obviously some some faults. Uh, when I saw the um, the sub, when I first saw the substitution sort of float that thing that was floated by you know the the group of players and and, and coaches in, in the UK, I actually thought it was an interesting idea, and I think you know um, Steve Henson's it's probably a pretty good rebuttal. Is I hadn't considered that. I, I thought it was an interesting idea. I never thought it would happen. No chance, because just it's a, it's a huge deal. Um, but it is an interesting idea. I I thought uh, Steve Hansen's comments though um, definitely got taken pretty negatively over in your neck of the woods, John, um, because he was having once again he was having a pop at the style of play in in for, for the Lions game. Um, so, which I know wasn't received favourably, um, but. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I would be interested in hearing your guys' thoughts on whether you think he has a point there, and including yourself, John. But to answer your original question, Paul, I I, I don't know as, enough about the rules, but I can tell you that um, it, it is definitely. Uh, we all know that there's there's a joke that goes around. I'm not sure I've seen it. If I can seen it plenty lately. That basically the ruling for 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 breakdown scrum is is the penalty gets blown and some random person gets gets the penalty awarded against them or gets you know so it's just that's how that's how it perceived and it's probably a little bit true sometimes and sometimes it is true a random person gets a yellow card all the time on the line <laughs> that's just how it works <laughs> well i think if look if if, if if a if a fan like yourself can't understand the laws then the laws are too complicated at the end of the day if you can't if you don't know what's going on then then that that in itself is a good guideline that's uh that, that, it, that it needs simplifying and needs needs looking at. Um, I guess my other point can about I, can I just, just a quick comment, at, and and remember this is completely anecdotal, right? So this is not a study of uh, many many matches, but the match that yeah. I um, officiated, um, I blew the rules as close as as I could see. I didn't try and interpret them or shift them or make the game flow. I blew them as I saw them, and I penalized people who were doing things wrong. And it took about 15 or 20 minutes for people to realize that I wasn't messing around, and suddenly the game started to flow. And I think part of the problem is there are so many uh, rules, and there are so many things that are in there with, you know, the way the road to hell is paved with good intentions. And they're there to try and make the game flow, but they require of the referee to be absolutely pedantic and be strong enough to continue it until the message gets across. And if you're not prepared to be unpopular for 15 or 20 minutes, then you get this half mishmash thing where you don't really have control and nobody quite knows what's going on. But if you actually were to blow the thing for 15 or 20 minutes and the players realize that you're not messing around, the game could flow. But, mm. you know, this is, this is the story with when you, you add more rules is you don't realize what happens to flow on effect. I mean, I, yeah. I, th I think the greater issue is not with the, the breakdown, it's the TMO. I mean, as far as e everything. <laughs> and I'd be happy to talk about that, but Paul, I, I interrupted you, so you continue uh, no, talking. No, no, no. 
<laughs> no, you know, yeah. And John, John is 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 going down a route that we uh, that we on this show have, have done several times, which is look, yes, uh, if you red carded everything and blew everything, you'd have a couple of crappy games, but the game, but but after that, everything would be would, would suddenly be, um, work so much better. Uh, but the problem yeah. is you've got to get through those crappy games and all the negative publicity that comes with it uh, to, yeah. to, to make it happen. Uh, and yeah. that's and and, uh, and and no one so far has had the backbone to do that. Or you do it yeah. in one competition, but not in another competition, and then you come to international, yeah. and everyone's like, okay, so which laws are we actually blowing today? Uh, and everyone's confused. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. That's, so, yeah, he's, he's definitely going down a route that we've, that's, uh, is, is a New Zealand sport radio kind of uh, mantra. Um, <laughs> we're, we're, all, we're all on that on the, on on uh, on that bandwagon. Um, the, I guess the one thing you'd be careful about with the uh, with what those the northern Hemis- what those uh, lions greats were talking about from a um, uh, substitution point of view is they they also might get rid of tactical substitutions, but not injury ones, which just leads us straight down the oh that's a fake injury, um, oh, and man. we know it's going to happen. Even Smith so, on yeah. the uh, on the Lions tour, he went down fucking plenty, didn't he? But that was uh, that was he, he did what you know he was probably told to do, and he did it well. So, and people are going to be very if they if they're that cunning for um, for slowing down the game for getting substitutions, they'll they'll do it. It'll turn into Hollywood. Like football so thing. so I would say just you're allowed three substitutions, full stop, injury or tactical, and that's it. Uh, but so so there aren't as many, which yeah. means you get I think tired players. The horse is well and truly bolted with yeah. with substitutions, you know, because you you are there's money on the line here. You are going to see this ducking and diving when it comes to if you reduce the substitutions. Hmm. Um, the but you, you're quite you're quite right. The horse has bolted um, on uh, on that one. Um, we're coming up to the half hour mark, and I try and keep these to about a half an hour long. Um, any uh, any kind of final thoughts or or or, or, um, or any rugby topics you want us to to try and sneak in before we before we finish? I mean, anything you've seen in the news or or online? I'll, I'll go around the table. I'll start with you, you Stephen. Uh, Paul, just with that substitution rule, I suppose. Hmm. I suppose for injury injury purposes, you probably still need a, uh, a a spare prop or a couple of spare props for safety purposes at scrum times because if you didn't have any substitutions like you said or only the three you might end up you might end up with, you might end up with a lot of games with golden oldie scrums well you do well yes but one option is then to say well look if you haven't held us if you haven't so kept it kept um if you haven't got any subs left that player just goes off and you're down to 14 men for the rest of the game no, good got luck a, got, got a couple of other things but i know it's only monday paul and you've probably got another, <laughs> another seven of these shows to go in the week so i think we can leave it for another day Con, any any thoughts? Any? Oh, look, I think um, just uh, you touched on something earlier. Oh, look, yeah, obviously I'm very starved for rugby chat because I could talk about plenty. But um, the uh, you mentioned Japan, getting Japan into the Super Rugby um, Pacific. What do you think? Will do you think there is a pathway for for I guess NZ Australia to expand us, considering it burnt them this last time? Do you think that's where we're going to go? Uh. I think there was an opportunity to do so when they did with with um, uh, with the Sunwolves. I think now that uh, Japan is just launching its own pr- new full time professional league for the first time, you got to remember the top league over there was company based, and some oh, of the yeah. players were all, all the players were officially employees of the companies. 
Uh, now they they some players were full time players and some players weren't. Uh, so they've now got their own. They're now kicking off a fully professional team. So I've got a funny feeling that actually the the window or the opportunity to to, to expand into Japan probably, uh, if that works, that that league works, has gone, uh, and they've got the money to make it work. So we could uh, we've got to wait and see if if how if and how well that um, that league takes off. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I, I think we might have. I think that I think that that uh, that bird might have flown uh, from that. Which, I, but there, there is the opportunity then of some sort of. At the moment, this will finish about three weeks or two or three weeks before the mid-year internationals. So is there? Uh, and and they, they were talking of a, a sort of maybe a European Champions Cup kind of uh, crossover between that Japanese league and um, Super Rugby uh, Pacific. Uh, so that's that that sort of has been kind of hinted at over the last sort of sort of twelve months or so. So that could be where we go in four years' time. Have a kind of uh, uh, yeah, some sort of inter um, I don't know, intercontinental um, club competition between them. I don't know. We will have to wait and see uh, how that one uh, how that pans out and how that how that league grows. Um, John, any final things? Uh, well, you know, we've been talking about problems and issues and everything like that. And try and finish on a slightly positive note. I'm quite excited for this upcoming rugby championship. Oh, you know, um, we actually have a real, honest to goodness potential rivalry here. I mean, we still got to see it play out. Um, we still got to see if the Springboks are competitive at a neutral venue, um, whether or not they can do well against the All Blacks. You know, for once, we've got a rugby championship where New Zealand is going in as number two in the world, and there appears to be a group of players from another country that are uh, good enough to challenge individually to be in the all-black squad uh, if they were available for selection. So, you know, I'm really excited. When last did we have something like this where the all-blacks have a real challenge? Not a once-off game at Twickenham that possibly England could win, but if you were to play three times, you know, they, yeah, they would win. If they play out of 10, they might win two out of 10, right? And one of those might be the game that you have this year at Twickenham. But this is actually a team that looks like it could challenge the All Blacks and win two consecutive games away from home, possibly, you know. Um, it, the proof is in the pudding, but it's actually a potential uh, challenge for the All Blacks, which you maybe haven't had 2009. What, oh, oh, nine, maybe? Mm. Does anyone know if there's any bidding stats out for this? Because, God, it could be. It's really hard to know. I mean, it could go either way. It could be 2-0, one all, 0 2 Yeah, and I, I'm really we'll interesting. I'm, I'm really interested. A couple of things are going to be interesting. One is, will the Springbok style of play evolve? Because the reason why South Africans are particularly hacked off with some of the commentary and some of the, the comments that have been made is not because South Africans don't recognize how beautiful the style of play is that the All Blacks uh, achieve. It, it has been, for 20 years, it's been spoken about the desire to play like the All Blacks play. The thing that irritates people so much is that everybody climbs on the, on the bandwagon and forgets that South Africa didn't play 
for 20 months that South Africa had one test against Georgia and the second one called off and uh, because of COVID. And I don't know if the Georgian coach is still out of ICU, might still be in ICU with, with, uh, with COVID the last time I heard. They had all these players on COVID protocol, had all these disruptions. So they went with the simplest, most practic- practicably implementable game plan for the short amount of time they had to build cohesion. So once they have a series of weeks together now, they have a build-up in Australia, they've had matches against Argentina, they've built depth, they've had matches against Australia. By the time we get to the All Blacks, um, will we see an evolution of their style of play that will give us some kind of idea over the next two years in the build-up, because everything now is building up after the Lions, the, the next big thing in world rugby is the next World Cup. Um, what What is the evolution of the of the Springbok style of play? I mean, are they going to change? Are they going, are they going to shift? So that's number one. And number two, if the Springboks do win, what will that do for all these plans that say that New Zealand should go it alone and boot the Springboks into the distance? Um, or will it just simply be, oh, let's blame everything on Ian Foster, right? Um or will there be some sort of recognition that this is a really good team, um, a generational team that South Africa has, and maybe it wasn't such a smart idea to cut New Zealand rugby off from regular play against these players? I don't. It'd be interesting to see players. Uh, so, Corey, we'll, we'll probably know that in about three months' time. I reckon, John. Um, it's as it's as simple as that. Just want to ask about one particular player now. In, in my opinion. In an all-black team, I would have him at the drop of a hat, and I think he's the best player running around at the world, back, world at the moment, and because he's just been paid a record amount by Toulon. Um, yeah. Is, yeah. Cheslin, is Cheslin Colby available for the rugby championship? He's got yep. a plan, he's isn't in, he? He's, he's in, in Aussie already. Oh, he's in Australia yeah. already. I almost got the impression that he was over in Toulon at the moment. No, that no. guy, he, Just his agent, me, making deals. Me, to me, he just he just um, offers something a little bit different to that uh, spring spring back book back line. I don't know if there'll be. I think back to how the what the Springboks played in the Rugby World Cup, and to be brutally honest, I can't see that much changing because I see a lot of comparisons between the way that they strangled England and the way that they strangled the Lions. Seriously, I don't think there's. There's, there's probably too much difference. But one thing I will say, and I totally agree with you, I think these two teams are more than capable of bringing out the best in each other. And I think yeah. that's 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 a, that's a wonderful thing. There's going to be tough over here, no, no question. And I don't think by any stretch of the imagination we should not, we should um, rot off the Australians at home. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be way better once they hit Perth. I cannot yeah. remember in my life I can't remember a time where I thought of any team that was playing the All Blacks, where I would say, if I had my choice of all four starting wings, I wouldn't pick at least one of the All Black wings. I've never, I cannot think of any other time. Even great Australian sides, I don't know, maybe maybe the Welsh or maybe the Lions in the 74 or something like that, that's before my time really to be able to, to make that kind of call. But I cannot think of a time where a team has had two wings where I picked them over the all-black wings. Stephen, I've put it on screen already. 
It's at the bottom of the screen in a comment. Can't you see it? No, no, I don't look at your. I don't look at your. <laughs> just jump on your shows. Yeah, look, it's going to be a, it's going to be a brilliant game. Very exciting, and we could probably talk about it for a, a long time. Um, I, th I, th I think um, I think South Africa beating Australia twice in Australia would be a, a massive deal as well, which is probably understated. And I think they've 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 got a very good. Uh, the only thing to say is South Africa beat New Zealand in two thousand nine. Obviously, we know how important it is for the, um, which seems to show from surface point of view, the Lions Tour is a um, is a it, it, it's a battle hardens you right. So, so that was two thousand and nine, um, and this year they they don't have a better chance of doing this. They've got a they're basically going Lions Tour battle hardening. Then they're going a, a perfect scale of they're going from Argentina step up to Australia step up to to All Blacks. The only problem is a potential um uh i guess tired getting tired fatigue situation which i i can't imagine the first game they'll be fatigued for because they'll just be too pumped but um yeah it, it's going to be great i tell you what is a big 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 loss though is peter steph to join the um the tackle and the and his shoulder and he's out for the rest of the year um yeah. uh that's a big big loss i mean to lose the World Player of the Year, uh, 2019, um, has a major effect on their balance in that back row. Uh, uh, we, we, we've, we've, yes. we've, we've, we've hit the replay option on uh, on John's uh, on, on, on John's comments now on the, the the last three times he's been on the show. Um, the, uh, so so we'll move on from that. Uh, all I know is Paul will never admit it. He'll bring up uh, Brian O'Driscoll until the dry, the cows come home, but he's never going to admit uh, the. Peter there we go. I'll just mute him. Um, and that's uh, and that's sorted. Um, so, <laughs> um, folks, uh, look, John threw out a, a good idea into our live chat, uh, in, into our um, messenger chat. So, look, we should put together a, uh, a build up for these games against the uh, between the Springboks and the All Blacks because they are such big games and we should be getting excited about them. So, uh, please let us know. What uh, any if there's any content you would like to hear um, ahead of those games, uh, we'll try and get hold of All Blacks or Springboks. We can look back at historical games. Um, we can try and analyse uh, various parts of play or or, 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 or team comparisons. Um, let us know what you would like to see or what you'd like to hear from us, uh, and we'll do our best to try and bring that for you. Um, Con asked for the uh, the the odds. You can see the odds on screen there. New Zealand are a dollar fifty to win. That right. Ahead of South Africa with three dollars, uh, and Australia on twenty-one dollars, and Argentina twenty-six. If you think that uh, um, uh, South Africa dropped the or didn't get the try bonus point in that second game, um, that's probably being reflected in that, uh, and also the fact that it's a New Zealand betting site. The New Zealand betting sites always uh, have more money on the All Blacks than anyone else, and so always that is always a shorter odds. So mm. uh, it is a little bit skewed by that as well, but it gives you an idea as to where the different teams stand. Um, thank you very much, boys, for joining me. I'll be back here um, every day during lockdown. Um, now, that sounds like two weeks for um, Auckland. I'm not sure I'll be able to do it for every day of the Auckland lockdown as I'm outside of Auckland. Um, but we'll see what we can do uh, to try and get you through this lockdown uh, and have some uh, rugby chats. Just like Connie, you can jump on if you are from, if you, if you want to. Uh, and I'll uh, try in future to make sure that I always, any, anyone who jumps on who is a... Uh, it, um, gets the opportunity to ask me any question they like 
um, to, to, to drive the conversation where they want it to go. Um, but um, stay safe, get vaccinated uh, and see you all tomorrow at about five o'clock. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 